0: Hello, and um, we're back now with our next guest, who is Jane O'Halloran Ryan from Tala, and also very much associated with Scarif Bay Radio. So, you're very welcome, Jane. How are you keeping?
1: Good. Great to be here.
0: Now, You've got a couple of busy days. I do, yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us what you're at in relation to the festival.
1: Um, what I'm doing is I'm giving a talk uh, today and on Sunday at one o'clock on Ellis Island and some of the looking at some of the East Clare families that went to uh, Ellis Island and then went from Ellis Island to various parts of the U.S. and, and some who returned to Ireland. Um, I've just picked out a couple of families, and what I've done is I've picked them out from various parishes through a a wonderful database that's available on the Clare Library website. And uh, I just tell the stories of the—I follow them and tell the stories of what they did when they got to Ellis Island, where they went to, what they might have done, um, where they settled, and um, if they ever returned or not to Ellis—or to, excuse me, to Ireland. So, are you talking about from,
0: when did Ellis Island, after the famine? Yeah,
1: 1892. The Ellis Island years are really 1892 to 1955, but the bulk of the Ellis Island database, as we know it, that's available on the the website, is 1892 to 1924, when there was that large, um, you know, large volume of people going through the facility to come to America. Did you do your own family... Yes. yes my okay. own family
0: so, so give us an illustration um, of that.
1: well a, a, an example my my mother's and, and what, he's one of the people uh, indirectly on the um on the um, the or in the talk my great-grandmother um, came through Ellis Island and six of her siblings came through Ellis Island at various points of time um, her older her oldest brother uh, went over and he went and sent the passage tickets back yes. and they each then te- took turns and my my own great-grandmother interestingly enough she returned to Ireland um, about 12 years after she emigrated and she brought Neighbors and some siblings, uh, younger sisters and cousins, over um, as well, and this is what they were doing. That's what they did. Yeah, they? yeah, that's that was part of the networking. Um, that you know, a single woman wouldn't be on her own, or a young teenage girl wouldn't be on her own or even a teenage boy, you know when I'm saying 17, 18, 19 because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, those were the ages a lot of them were leaving uh, or they were when they were leaving. So uh, it, you know, I think Ellis Island resonates with most families in Ireland because I'd say there's probably not a family that doesn't have some connection to Ellis Island. Exactly. Yes. Did your own family stay around the New York area or did they? They did for the most part for, certainly for the first generation as some of them did move off, and um, and that was part of the story as well, because not everybody settled in New York. Some people followed the railroad, or you know, other jobs, um, opportunities really that um, that that came about. But for the most part, mine did settle in the New York, Massachusetts area.
2: So, Jane, if you had family, and we all have family, as you said, who went through Ellis Island, must have gone through Ellis Island. How do you go about finding out? You, well, I, as
1: I said, um, Thomas McDool, who's a, a member of the fecal diaspora, um, has done a wonderful database that he created before Ellis Island went online. The passenger database went online. He went in and he extracted information by parish. Oh. So he has listed a number of the emigrants who said they were from Scariff or from Mount Shannon or from Bodike or from Tuller or wherever, and that is on that is on the cloud. Clare County Library website. Now, since then, um, Ellis Island has developed its own website, which is very, very good, very informative. And you can actually go into the Ellis Island website, go into passenger search, and you can search by um, you can search by a number of um, uh, filters. But most people would put in a first and a last name, name and see yeah. what comes yeah. up. Now you know if you have a very common name like John Murphy, you get a lot of entries. Yeah. But if you have a more unusual name, um, you know you might have. Um, a few, a lot fewer entries, mm-hmm. and, and, and and
2: do other counties in Ireland do this as well? Uh,
1: I'm not aware of any okay. other county other than Clare that has done this okay. at the moment. Mm-hmm. But I know that there are lots of local history groups that would have extracted information on yes. their own. Mm-hmm. Um, we okay. were lucky enough. Uh, this this talk has kind of took on a life of its own for a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm part of the Ireland Reaching Out program, and Tulla are a small. Committee was the um, the parish that was chosen by Ellis Island to create nine well, panels yes, of various emigrant yes, stories. Yes. So we we um, we launched that about seven years ago, um, and those panels are in Saint Joseph Secondary School in the library, oh, and they're they're beautifully done. But it got other communities interested as well in looking at their own emigrants um, from their own villages mm-hmm. that would have gone through Ellis Island. So that's been a good thing about it. But I had a friend that got me to do a talk at a probus group in Limerick. And it has taken on. The Ellis Island has just, so many people have resonated, yeah, you know, yeah, just so yeah, interested. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually a very interesting talk to give because yeah. I I get to pick new people or new families. And that's the stories yes. are really, you know, Can amazing. I tell
0: you my family Ellis Island stories? Okay. Okay, so my, an uncle of mine, a granduncle of mine, left Bowdyke. Okay. There was several parties and American sure. works for him going away, and his parents were very glad to see him
1: going. Cause he was <laughs> maybe a, a bit of a nuisance. And lots of reasons for people to have left, yeah. So anyway, he was, he was a bit of a rake.
0: Anyway, yeah. he arrived in Ellis Island. And he was about to be... uh, He disembarked and he was about to be processed. And we went out there years afterwards and saw how they were Mm. put through the the cattle grid and all of that, you know? Well, he took one look at what was happening... And he didn't like the look of it one little bit. Okay. He wanted, oh. didn't like the questions they were being asked and didn't like. So he went round the back of the building and to the other side of the island where the boats were leaving again. Okay. And he got back on a boat. And he he arrived back in Bodike six weeks later, to <laughs> the absolute shame of his parents, <laughs> who hid him in the house for quite a while, right. I think. You know. So when I went to when I went to Ellis Island when I was living in New York. You know, somebody asked me on the boat going over, Do you have, did you have family that came through here? And I said, well, yes, but not for long. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's my Elizabeth. Oh, very good. good. And, and it,
1: you know, it's so. amazing that stories like that, um, somebody, when we were exhibiting the panels in the stables in Tulla, before it made, you know, its permanent home, somebody was telling me about an uncle um, or an aunt that had come over and they actually, um, they wouldn't, they were reasonably young girls um, I think maybe 16 or 17, and the authorities wouldn't release them. They had to make contact with an uncle in Chicago oh, to come to New York to collect them. So, you know, there's all sorts of stories there. And the the facility was actually open until 1955, oh, um, and then it closed. You yeah. have
2: to have an idea of what year they went. I mean, I have uncles who went, but I've no idea. Yeah, how
1: they went. I well, if you use the 1901 and the 1911 censuses, Census, yes, yeah, you be might mm, be able to yeah, gauge yeah. that mm-hmm. way. Um, so yeah, and if you know the year they died as well and where they settled, yeah. you know, without knowing the. Um, yeah the date that they might have gone. Uh, and you know that some of, like I said, some of the entries are multiple entries because people came, um, they went or they left, went to Ellis Island, they returned and brought others and you find there are families. There's one family there. There were two or three entries for her. Oh. She was an older woman that was bringing people over. All right. So, um, you know, she came back, she brought other siblings and she brought neighbors and she brought cousins and yeah, times. yeah. And she knew the ropes, you know, she was familiar and she probably... Probably had her U.S. citizenship as well. Yeah. Yes. So, of course,
0: so many people that went through those times did never,
1: you know, never. No, they returned never returned. Us. Yeah, That's some so people did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is sad. And there's one story there um, that I feature: uh, a young Tula man of. Um, widow farmer's son who went over with his sister and he got drafted in World War I and he wasn't a U.S. citizen but he served the country and he actually died at the end of the war, just before the war ended. He's buried out in um, uh, France so, and that's a very sad story. His and now I have the little card there um, from Ancestry that um, the, the digital scan of the card. Uh, his sister was his next of kin in New York, and it must have been horrible for her to have gotten that notification that her brother had been killed in World War One, and then to have to relay that message to their mother. And his his grave in Tulla. Um, or that family headstone in Tulla, actually notes his death, which
2: I think is nice for okay, the family. Even though, he even though he's there. buried, he's buried out in yeah, France. Yeah, so yeah. there's loads of stories like this that. American Wake. My grandmother, three of her sons went to America, and she never saw them again. No, I find that just heartbreaking. Absolutely, yeah, really
1: absolutely. Times were tough, and okay. and some of them were very young that went over, and really yeah. not very. Um, uh, you know, street smart. So there, there was a lot that Ellis Island. I know Ellis Island is seen as a very um, uh, dire place, and and some places, uh, you know, a very sad place in a lot of ways. But the Ellis Island facility was really set up to try and um, avoid. The pitfalls of immigration into the country with young people coming that maybe were too young. They shouldn't have been on the boat to begin with. They had nobody with them and no way of taking care of themselves or people that were old or too old really to have traveled or people that weren't able to work. So that's so that was part of the deportation Mm -hmm. process.
0: There was real fear that when people were queuing up, and if they had come with fever or if they come, you know, TB or whatever, that they may be rejected at that point. That's right. Yeah.
1: That's right. And even when you went into Ellis Island, or you didn't go to Ellis Island first, you landed at the tip of Manhattan, and then you got on the ferry boats to go over. But in some weather, you know, very like poor weather conditions. Even, even spring or fall, but certainly in the winter, that you could stay on those ferry boats for several days and it'd be bitterly cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it was. It was a very, very difficult journey for a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Irish were lucky because they had the language, the English language. There were yeah. other nationalities that had no English yes. whatsoever.
0: Yeah, and you see, when you're there, you see how the people who came from Scandinavia went to the
2: Midwest. Yes. They yes. tend to go to Minnesota those yes. countries. Ellis uh, Island itself is fascinating. Yeah. It, it is a
1: fascinating places. place, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Can
0: I just ask you, Jane, about sure. the... Um, you're, are you part of a group in Tulla, which, which,
1: yeah. you did this on your own? Um, no, it's Tulla Reaching Out Heritage, we okay. call ourselves, and we're affiliated with the Ireland Reaching Out program. Yeah. We're also recently have become affiliated with the Can Archive, which is a, a network, um, it's the, it comes from the Museum of Country Life. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, so it's, which is another great project, very similar to Ireland Reaching Out. Um, but we, what our aim to do is to welcome our Tulla Diaspora back to the parish and to um, preserve their stories. We have a, an annual publication. We used to do a Weekend of the Welcomes. We haven't done that for several years with COVID and um, you know other things happening. Mm. Um, various heritage events. But the idea is to preserve... People's memories, um, you know, written memories. It's not necessarily oral, uh, oral history, but to record them and then to share them with the greater community. Mm-hmm. So we do that through our um, through our work, our meet and greets, and we do that for our visitors that come in and, and want to find out something about their ancestors or want to find a headstone or where their ancestors may have lived or, you know, or even meet cousins. We we had somebody recently and she hit all the the buttons there. She was delighted with their and, um, and then the publication, which goes out all over the world mm-hmm. to our... And we have a great group of tele Diaspora out there, yeah. which is great.
0: And how did you get in, in, interested yourself in it? Was you just
1: always curious about... It, well, I had... My my father's mother was great to trace over in America. And she was the eldest of four. And it was her mother that came through Ellis Island. She died young, but my grandmother kept in contact. She was kind of the contact point. So she was always knowledgeable about the family. Family, and she actually wrote letters to the cousins back in Tarita, in Tulla there was a letter writing um, history of almost 80 years there which is pretty oh, amazing awesome. like we were lucky in that sense we mm-hmm. knew about these cousins my mother um, my mother was very interested in genealogy and had done a lot of work on her own family tree so I had two different sides of the family and um, i you know I used to go with my mother long before the internet was around and we travel here and meet a cousin and, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, So that's where the interest has come. And it just, Mm -hmm. you know, it just came from there. I mean, I I often laugh when I came into Tulla because people knew I was interested. Uh, They'd go into Super Value or the Butchers and they'd say, oh, there's an American up the road. (laughs) She (laughs) She might be able to help you. Yeah, it was funny. And I met cousins that way and, you know, but yeah. You're doing a
2: very interesting um, piece with people uh, in the other... um, slot you have here at the festival. You're, you've got people to... Yeah, I'm doing genealogy yeah. consultations, I, I,
1: I, and we're fabulous. booked. We're actually fully booked oh, now. Yeah, it. yeah. Well, it's great. I'm just sorry if somebody's looking for it. But anyway, um, yeah, 20-minute consultations, and we've asked people to come in um, to come in with a question or a, a, a brick wall, a genealogy brick wall, and um, I'll try and help them, guide them, strategize some maybe some resources they can look at or consider or some other... Their means of um of trying to further their progress oh
2: that's great yeah but when you get their names the names that you have got are there you've whittled down some names yes have you done a little bit of work for all of those people well
1: there was one there now the others haven't been um the, the others did not have um, particular information although there's one there that's shown up i'm not going to say their name i think they're related to michael <laughs> I think there. So that might be an easy one to, to look at, or I might be talking to about to them further on. There was one that that was quite specific, um, and I know I can help him because it's just a matter of a different resource that he needs to look oh, at okay. a particular collection, which is great. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's a couple of avenues he can go to to get that information. But that's yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, it is fascinating, fascinating. Yeah. So
0: your slot um, where you're, you're speaking at the harbor
1: that's tomorrow. It's today. Today. I- and tomorrow okay, so um, at you one o'clock, say the times? one one to, to two. I, yeah. It's a forty-five-minute talk, and then I'd love to have questions. So I, I'm hoping there's fifteen minutes, good fifteen minutes of questions, or people might want to share their own stories. And then from two to four, I have twenty-minute slots of genealogy consultations. And, but that's booked. That's so booked. They, yeah, you, that's booked. You can't booked. drop into that. So you can't. No. I, I mean, I would say that um, probably the best thing to do if somebody was really anxious to get something looked at is to go to the office um, here in the heart. I think it's up here on the, the green yeah. and there is a waiting list so you know that there is a possibility if somebody is not able to get in or whatever but still come to the talk and look at I have a business card I can give out and, and people can uh, mm. contact me after well, Jane mm. thank you so much for joining us and Thanks we're for playing
0: having me. we're going to play emigrant artists oh,
1: perfect. So, yeah. yeah. keen and think I of actually Anna's talk island. about that at the end <laughs> terrific yeah. thank you Jane Yeah, great